0: Do you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water? That no matter how hard you try, meaningful progress remains out of reach? Heather gets that. She battled an eating disorder for years before seeking help. Now in recovery, Heather is here to tell you that positive change is possible even when it doesn't feel that way. Join her as she shares openly about her struggles and small triumphs. Fair warning though, Heather doesn't hold back. Her candid story may trigger some. But for those wanting honesty, hope, and healing, this is 1% Better with Heather. The information and stories shared on 1% Better are based on host Heather's personal experiences with eating disorders and mental health challenges. Heather is not a licensed doctor, therapist, dietitian, or other health professional. Her advice and opinions should not be taken as professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or a qualified health provider regarding any medical or health-related issues. 1% Better also contains descriptions of eating disorders that may be triggering for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: Hey there, Mellow Gaffers, and welcome to 1% Better with Heather. So today's episode is part two. From giving up control, being in control, I want to start by saying today is Wednesday. Part one was Sunday, so it's taken me this long to talk about what happened on Sunday, so it's been a couple days right it's It's taken a couple days. I've tried to do this video, and I couldn't do it. So here we are. I can do it now for Everyone listening, just a little background on Heather. I am Gen X. I'm 45 years old. Growing up with baby boomer parents, I was not told. I was loved. I was not in a lovey dovey home. No one hugged me. No one kissed me. No one made my feelings safe. I didn't have a shitty childhood by any means at all. But I didn't have what I've given to my kids now. Am I trying to sound like a victim? God, no. No, 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 no. This is who's made me today. And I'm sure all of Gen X can say this. We are all the lost boys at at this time, right? Like we are what it is. And we pretty much learned a lot of life skills very, 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 very quickly. And it is what it is. So I, I just want to make sure everyone understands I'm not ragging on my parents, nor am I trying to play victim. Okay. So we show up to my parents' house on Sunday, quarter to three for my mom's birthday and my niece's birthday. All the big birthday dinners are always at my parents' house because they have a very big house. So it fits my family, my sister's family, and my mom and dad. And there's space for the kids to go run and play and act like how they should. They're kids, right? Have fun. So we get there. And every time I go to my parents' house, I'll be honest, I get a lot of waves of emotion. It's either I'm fourteen and it's nineteen ninety two again no that's it it's i'm I'm always a teenager. I'm never an adult when I walk into my parents' house. I'm always what I consider a glorified inmate. My parents looked after my sister and I because I think, well, that's the law until you're eighteen, but it it wasn't hearts and rainbows. I'll just say that. So I get a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. And so we get there. My parents are making turkey and ham. So most people would be very, very excited for a turkey dinner and a ham dinner, right? It's like Thanksgiving. However, my parents have been making turkey for the last I don't know, 45 years of my life, I'm over Turkey. This is not a fear thing. It's a, please don't make me eat this anymore. Like I can't do it anymore. It just loses its novelty after a while. So I asked my mom, can you make me salmon? Now I describe the salmon as it's not like a grilled salmon or a barbecue salmon. It's salmon that you get out of a tin And you make sandwiches with. And you put like celery, mayo, green onion. It's like salmon salad. So if you had tea time, this is like a sandwich that you would get. This is like my ultimate meal all the time. This is my Thanksgiving meal. This makes me so happy. She agrees. Great. And this took me a long time to get to this place. Because normally I would just be like, ah, can't participate. Not eating this. I'll go do dishes, which works out so well for my mom because I love doing dishes. Dishes actually calm me down. I have a lot of anxiety and it puts me, like, it puts my feet on the ground, if that makes any sense. And I will stand there for eight hours and do dishes by hand because it's so cathartic to me. But I have learned I can't do that anymore. I have to participate. So my dad, sh- I should mention this, has dementia. And he goes on, I don't know, he gets on like a one-way track, right? So he could be mad. He could be cranky. He could be really happy. i it, It's like playing Russian roulette. We don't know what we're going to get. This day, he's super happy and all's good. But my dad also has been Googling records. And because my parents are baby boomers and that's all they have are records. He has now discovered that all these records that he has are worth a fortune. So my job now is to hide these records because clearly there's a conspiracy here in Canada where I live. And people are going to break into my parents' house and steal King Tut's fortune, so to speak. So I have moved these records, I don't know, 10 times. I don't know where the records are. i moved them so many times I lost count. I I don't know where they are anymore. So there went the fortune if I ever needed it because I don't remember. While that's all going on, my mom's upstairs cooking, right? My sister shows up. And my sister and I have a very jaded relationship. We were good. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't think we're in the best spot. I don't know what I did. Probably something because I've met me. So I have probably did something to piss her off. But it's a lot better than what it used to be. Because my house used to be Friday Night Raw, WWF SmackDown. It was... You got two girls. We're only a year and a bit apart and it was not pretty. So if you have girls, I understand. But we've come a long way. So I'm very grateful for that. While my mom's cooking and everything else, it's chaos. Chaos. All of a sudden, everyone's brains leaked out their ear. They don't know what's going on. I don't know how we've had family dinners my whole life and everybody forgets how to set a table or just function. It it drives me insane. I am this person. I'm just like, how do you not have a rhythm yet? I've worked in catering my whole life. I've worked for major, major companies. I've catered for 10,000 people a day. How do you not put a spoon in mashed potatoes for 12 people. Like, it just drives me insane. But it's neither here nor there. So I'm getting worked up. And while getting worked up, it is just me as a person and my eating disorder. Because now this is an excuse for me not to sit and participate and eat dinner. Because all these people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And clearly, I'm the only one here to save everyone yes this is how i think so i'm getting annoyed that i'm scooping out dinners for my 14 year old my 17 year old my 14 year old niece the eight year old gets passed but that's about it so now i'm just like seriously no one knows what the hell they're doing and i have to sit at the children's table So I am in the middle between my 14 year old son and my eight year old niece. And across from me is my 17 year old son and my 14 year old niece. And I have to listen to their conversation. And it's driving me more insane than what I already am. I can't take it. I can't handle it. My son is saying stuff to my 14 year old niece, which is funny, I guess, to them wasn't funny to me. He's making comments about She's eating so slow. Oh, you're having more mashed potatoes? Why don't you just eat the whole bowl of mashed potatoes? Why are you even bothering putting them on a plate? Oh my God, you're still eating? Didn't you just eat that? Oh my God. Is he being mean? No, he's not. I'm looking at this through someone with an eating disorder. And I'm thinking, shut the fuck up. And I'm trying to kick him under the table. So now he's giving me dirty looks, like quit kicking me. And I'm like, shut up. And he's like, what am I saying wrong? And then my niece is looking at me like, what's your problem? So now I'm the asshole, which is fine. I'm used to it, but I'm like, shut up. So eventually I asked my eight-year-old niece to switch places with me because I'm deaf in my left ear and I can hear it on my right. So I thought if I keep moving down, I won't be able to hear anything. I don't know. Seemed to work. So I'm going to toast my bread and the toaster pops, but I'm too busy doing other things at this time. And my sister is yelling at me. Your toast popped. Your toast popped. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's fine. No, no, go get it. Why wouldn't you go get it? How come you're taking so long? What are you doing? I don't know. Helping out your kid. Shut up. So I'm trying to keep it all together. And I got all these emotions in me. I can feel my heart palpitating. My back is sweating. And I'm thinking, I'm too pretty for jail. Do not hurt anybody at this house, right? And my sister's married to a cop. So it's not going to go down well for me. Let me just tell you that. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm trying to keep it together. And I'm living my own personal hell at this point so I go get my sandwich finally sit down and I eat quite slow and my son looks at me and is like you're still eating that sandwich now in that moment I'm hearing you're still eating that sandwich why the fuck are you eating that sandwich why are you even eating you don't deserve this look he thinks you're fat everyone around here thinks you're fat and and it it's not truth I fully understand that I'm just trying to explain to you the voices and what's going on in my head. So I'm like, no, I can do this. I can do this. And I just keep going. And I kind of have an out of body experience. I'm just like concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. And, uh, I go make an, a second sandwich again. My sister says to me, your toast popped. Why wouldn't you go get your toast? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. I'm trying here. And I probably sat at the table for an hour. It took me an hour to eat two sandwiches. I'm not going to lie about that. And now my sister and my mom are going to clean up the table. And my sister keeps looking at me and saying, are you going to eat this? Are you going to eat this? And there's other things on the table, right? And I'm like, "Just, just leave it and my voice is getting weaker and weaker like you can barely hear me now i'm a very loud person you can hear me down the street just in my normal talking voice we'll just put it that way and my husband finally says to her leave it we will do it later leave her alone and then she comes back do you still want this do you still want this Finally, my husband grabs my sister's arm and says, you're not allowed to talk to her anymore. Go away. Right there in that moment, I could have cried out of happiness. My husband is obviously a man, big, burly, tattooed, biker looking guy, doesn't talk about his feelings. And we don't talk about my my eating disorder at all we don't and right there in that moment i thought oh shit he does get it cuz sometimes i wonder if he does right then i was like that's all i needed to hear like he could have given me a million dollars right then and there and i was trying not to cry but i was like holy crap this is what i needed and I will go back to talking about my son making comments about my niece. My kids came to see me once in the hospital. I try to shelter my kids from my eating disorder because when I was hooked up to every machine known to man in the hospital, I knew I have some weirdo thinking that I'm a superhero and nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. I'm not that dumb. When I was sitting in the hospital for over a month hooked up to every machine known to man, signing papers thinking that I was going to die. I knew it was a possibility. I knew. And I did not want my kids to have their last memories of their mom hooked up to machines. I didn't. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. That's what I did. I I don't want them to ever remember me like that. Because it was a possibility. It was a very, actually, it was like pretty, pretty set in stone there for a while. But I say all this to say because I would normally avoid all these dinners all the time because I can't take it. This is family and my family puts the fun in dysfunction. I'll tell you the Easter story one time. That that's a good story between me and my sister. But do I ever think anything's coming from a place of mean? No. Do I wish sometimes they would be a little bit more understanding? Yes. Uh quick side note, my mom said to me while I was in the hospital, like she drove me home from the hospital when I got out, and she said to me, great, that's over now. Now you can start going back to normal and concentrating on your kids. And this was the first time I stood up for myself, and I'm surprised that I did it so early, because I said to her, no, every time I put someone ahead of me, this, this is how this works out. Heather's hooked up to machines, almost dying. I can't do that anymore. Heather has to come first. And as much as I try my hardest, I, I go in front for a bit, and then I take a long step back, and then I go in front for a bit, and then I take a long step back. It's hard. It's hard putting yourself in front. And always wanted to advocate for yourself. But eventually. I think I'll get there. All in all. I survived the dinner. I did. Was it amazing? No. It wasn't. But. I don't. This is where not having expectations. Comes in handy. Because I knew it was going to be a shit show. And it was. So. At the end of the day. When I look at. The grand scheme of things, I ate three salmon sandwiches because I went and got bread from my parents' house because I only brought four pieces of bread with me, of my bread. So I ended up eating three sandwiches, a little bit of stuffing, some potatoes and carrots, cucumbers, pickles. I actually ate more than I ever did ever in that house, so it was a win but it comes with its challenges. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So we will go to part three on how that affects me. 1% Better Every Day, take care of you.
0: That's all for this episode of 1% Better. To continue the conversation, head over to our website at www.1percentbetter.ca where you can access more stories and resources. We'd also love it if you subscribed and left us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, friends, progress takes patience, perspective, and sometimes a little help from people who get it. So be kind to yourself and others as we work to get 1% better every day. We'll see you back here next week.